Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Jeff Johnson here with Angela Hanscom. And Angela, I was out for a walk yesterday afternoon with my hounds. It was it was 63 degrees out, and I'm not sure spring is here, but it's um it's teasing us. There were there are daffodil stems starting, you know, the little, the little spiky guys that push up out of the ground. There were people riding around on motorcycles, which is surely a sign of spring here in Iowa. There were northbound geese and ducks flying through the air. It was, it was delightful. And I was hoping maybe we could talk a little bit about some things that kind of, kind of are springy type things. And one of the first I think of is, 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 is going out and rolling down a grassy hill, something fun to do probably in the snow but uh, a lot of people kind of self-isolate in the interwinter months because it's a little bit chilly and now I think it's time to stretch those muscles and get outside and get moving so what are you thinking yeah no I think rolling down down the hills is great um, and I wanted to yeah just kind of break that down a little bit and why that's so important um, rolling down the hills is some is very similar to spinning in circles so you're kind of spinning on your own axis. Uh -huh. Whether you're standing up and spinning until you get dizzy and fall down or you're rolling down the hills, you're getting the same um, sensory input. And it's super beneficial to kids because it helps them to really know where their body is in space and helps them to become safer when navigating their environment. Um, the other really important thing to think about is um, it's it's also very arousing for children, like it actually increases their activity level. So um, when kids spin or roll down the hill, they, their activity level gets higher, but that's actually a good thing because they need practice to regulate that again. Um, so, um, talk, talk, you know, about, but, talk about that for yeah. a moment. We, okay, we, sure. we always, we always want, I mean, not all of us, but there are, there are a cohort of adults out there in the world who want children to be still and seen and not heard and control themselves. And part of that process is getting a little bit out of control and learning how to bring yourself down again. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. They need, they need, um, they need to have opportunities to um, practice regulating their arousal level. So bringing that back down again, but the key to do that is actually allowing them plenty of time to move and play. So that's why I have a hard time with these like movement breaks where you, if you spin, like if you had your classroom and you said, okay, everyone spin, you're, you're going to have a problem because in five minutes you're done the activity. Now they're all off the wall. So that's probably not the best time to be doing yeah. Um, spinning. Um, it's best, I think, to be done naturally and it should be child directed and they should have hours, you know, it should be, it's usually during recess, but again, they need, remember we talked about longer recess sessions, yeah. um, but they do need to be able to practice to bring that back down again. Um, if, if you're always preventing them from spinning, the problem with that is then they're, they don't know where their body is in space. And that's a huge problem because now they're clumsy and they're going to have attention issues and all the stuff that we've talked about before. 
And, um, and that's something that I mean that carries through. That's not just a childhood thing. That's a a go, go through life thing, right? I, oh, I, yeah. oh, when, yeah. when I go to the grocery store and, and things like that, I, I I'm astounded by the people that I almost run into because they they're not paying any attention or have no idea of where their their body is is in space. And it's it's I'm like you you should have rolled down a hill when you were a kid. But I can't <laughs> scream that at an 85 year old lady in the grocery store. I mean I could, but I shouldn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think so just I think it's good information for teachers to have that rotary movement stimulate it's a stimulating movement. And then the way to give vestibular input that's calming. So if they really want a calming vestibular input, that's linear movement. So when you're in a swing mm-hmm. and you're going back and forth in a rhythmic pattern, or you're in a hammock and it's going back and forth like rocking a baby that's very calming stimulant. That does the opposite effect. So I think it's nice for um, teachers and educators to really understand the difference between the two. They're both essential. They're both very different. Uh-huh. So yeah. logistically, um, I think the, the rolling downhill sounds great. One, it makes me, it, 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 it feels for those people that are worried about safety, it feels safer than standing up and spinning because you can't fall down. If you're rolling down a hill, you can't fall down. You're already down. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any any sense. But um, one of the one of the hard parts for this, I think, is is finding playgrounds that have hills built into them because a lot of programs um, seek out the flat surfaces for their playground. So if, if, if caregivers want to roll down hills, I guess what I'm saying is they might have to go hunt for a hill. Um, it, it might be something that it's not, it's, it's not really readily available on their playground. Right, yeah. Um, so you froze for about a couple minutes, so I missed what you said. Oh, I, I said that uh, uh, in, in a lot of places, programs uh, specifically look for almost laser leveled uh, playground surfaces. And, and so they don't have a hill readily at hand. They have to go hunt for them if rolling down a hill is something they might want to do. So that, that's kind of a drawback, I think, for some programs. And so you, you got to kind of scope out the neighborhood and look for a good rolling hill. Yeah, you could. Um, and I think spinning, but spinning does do the same thing. So if children, if you have swings, children and allowing them to spin on their swings, that will work on the same exact thing or allowing them to spin in circles. Um, all of that is, is all really good as doing the same thing. So yeah, yeah. The nice the, thing about rolling down the hill is that it gives you deep pressure while you're rolling. So if a child is not used to that kind of input, that deep pressure will help um, them organize that input they're getting to make, you know, like, um, to override the yuckiness. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're very sensitive to spinning. Um, so I think that's a good beginner. It's beginner almost like the hill is giving you a hug. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the one last thing I want to say about this is it's really important for adults to not, to be careful when they're spinning children, because, mm-hmm. um, children really know what kind of sensory input they need. And, um, sometimes when I talk about spinning being important, the adults will make children spin. And I think that's not really the right approach because not all children are ready for that. If that sure. makes sense, they're, sure. um, and they could go into what we call overload and feel really sick if you spin them too much. So I would allow children to 
self-direct their spinning. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like everything else. Consent needs to be a part of this. I was uh, talking to uh, uh, Mike Huber about rough and tumble play not too long ago, and we were talking about consent with rough and tumble play being important. But for things like for things like this kind of sensory experience, it should be it should be something we take into consideration as well. Yeah, absolutely. Before we wrap this up, I, I wanted to ask you a question about spinning in the swings, because I love that you wrap yourself up. And and now the, the worry I hear from from caregivers and parents is, well, they could get their fingers, they could pinch their fingers in the chain. And I've I've never in 26 years of direct care. It's never it's never something I saw happen. Um, it might start to happen, but then it really hurts. And they and they stop and then they never do it again. So, do you have any any experience with this happening in in all the Timbernook programs and in your experience? Have you ever heard that, that there's no there's no grounds for this worry? Right. So I have I have never seen that or I mean I've heard the reason behind it, but I think it's one of those like there's when there's a risk, we, we tend to take things away. If people are really worried about it, I don't think the answer is taking away swings. I think, well, if you're worried about them getting their finger caught in the chains, maybe the swings are with rope or there's a different, or there's that protection over the, you know, the plastic protection over yeah. the chain. But I don't think that the answer is to get rid of swings in general, because they're really needed um, for developmental reasons. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that worry is one of those things I would categorize categorize as as a a fear that's not borne out by reality because I I just I just don't don't see it happening and and haven't right, heard it reported data. exactly yeah. yeah yeah we can chill out a little bit about that any final thoughts on this one before we pull the plug on this episode um, no I think I think just making um, opportunities to spin is really important and getting getting rid of those fears that tend to be a barrier for it. Hey, listeners, go out there and find yourself a friendly hill to roll down as soon as possible. It's delightful for young and old alike. I'm planning on doing some hill rolling this afternoon since we've been talking about this just so uh, so uh, I'm not bumping into people at the grocery store next time I go shopping. Thanks for listening. Back soon with another episode. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Timber Nook Tips. Share your questions and comments at playvolutionhq.com slash podcast slash timbernook. For more Angela, visit timbernook.com. For more Jeff, visit explorationsearlylearning.com. Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at a $3 a month level, Patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.